You want me to play the intro or you just want to do the intro? Play it and make it easier on you. You don't have to do it later. Yep. All right. All right, ready? Yep. No, no wait for Vinny. Okay. Okay. What's this right here, Noah? Why is that taking me? Do I have to turn off the green screen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you do. Uh, green screen. None. There we yeah. go. Okay, cool. You got it off? Yeah. Okay. okay. Should be good. All right, here we go. All right. Drop your pants and grab your ankles. It's time for Grillo's Aftershock XL with your host, Steve Grillo. How the hell did you get a TV show? What up, everybody? It's been half a minute. Been a little bit of a long summer. Very odd summer. Again, <laughs> like last summer. Again, uh, the world is changing at our feet. And we have to adapt and survive. And hopefully stick with logic and reason for all intents and purposes. Uh, just, uh, the middle, towards the end of August, summer went by flying. Flying. All of a sudden, I'm uh, opening up the trailer. Now i got to start thinking about closing up the trailer. Uh, Labor Day is approaching, and uh, the world is upside down. There's a lot of weird things going on. The summer was weird, yet memorable. I'll never forget this summer as long as I live. I'm Steve Grillo, and you're listening to Grillo's Aftershock XL on the Aftershock XL Network. It's been a couple, been a couple of weeks since I drew down some new material, and I'm happy to do it today with my guest because my guest is extremely, extremely famous. He's one of the, he's been a huge part of one of the biggest TV shows ever in the history of television, and we're going to get to him in a second. I just want to thank everybody. We just got a couple of numbers from the UK and uh, um, here in the United States, and uh, the person that's listening, um, we can uh, you can. This is it. Well, uh, as far as Apple Podcast rankings, the last 30 days, position 114 in the category of entertainment news, United Kingdom, Aftershock XL. Position 145 in the category of entertainment news, United States, 145, Aftershock XL. Position 219 in the category of entertainment news in Australia, Aftershock XL. I want to thank everybody across the board from my UK, my Australian, and my United States fans. Thank you so much for bringing the love. Um, considering those numbers, how many people are out there, people are listening, and I appreciate you tuning in. And I can, I, I, it's my goal to continue to give you some type of fun, entertaining interviews here on the Aftershock XL Network and on my show, Grillo's Aftershock XL. And without further ado... One of the greatest characters in TV history, one of the greatest actors in the entertainment history, and one of one of the nicest guys and talented people I've ever met. Everybody, please welcome to the show, Vinny Pestor. What's up? My man, live from City Island, Vinny Pestor. What's up? Yo, how's your summer going, brother? Well, I got my rock and roll Hall of Fame hat on today because we lost one of the Everly brothers. Oh man, what a shame! Were you were you fans? Were you you were a fan? Obviously, were you friends? Uh no, I never met the Everly brothers, but yes, I grew up to their music. Yes, I consider I'm seventy five years old, and I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Well, you look fantastic. I don't know about my grandfather, but. Maybe uh, an uncle. Okay, Uncle Vinny. <laughs> uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny. That's, yeah. your new, that's your new name, Uncle Vinny. Well, a lot of people, no, Stephen, a lot of people call me Uncle Vinny. Nikki, Nikki Cadero used to call me Uncle Vinny. Okay, yeah. What, yeah. Have you, have you spoken a lot of girls, list? like, real young, uh, when I walk them down the red carpet, they say I'm with my Uncle Vinny. Yeah, and then later on, they call you Uncle Vinny too, right? 
No. <laughs> Once they call you Uncle Vinny, that's it. Yeah. That means, I, that means you ain't getting lucky. You ain't getting lucky. Yeah. Well, though, some girls have fetishes like that. Uh, I, I had a friend of mine who uh, had a girl that was, it wasn't exactly his blood relative. It was an in-law. And she liked to call him Uncle Vinny on the side. They had a little thing going on. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, well, well, let's just say Uncle Vinny, Uncle Vinny, do me Uncle Vinny. It was kind of, like you, you never yeah. know with these girls, they have little fetishes here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, seriously, uh, Stephen, you can call me Uncle Vinny. A lot of, a lot of guys uh, that I respect, I let them uh, tell people, yeah, my, my uncle is Uncle Vinny. So if you, well, ever have, I, if you ever have a problem and you need to drop my name to say, yeah, my uncle is big pussy. Yeah. Ah, well, I, I, that, that's an honor, an honor, and I appreciate that. You've always been nothing but good to me. We worked together on The Sopranos. Uh, I did the first three seasons. Uh, we were very lucky to be on the set with some of the most amazing actors, talented directors and writers and cast and crew. Uh, it was an honor to be able to work with you. That's where we started our friendship, and I did, which is 20 years now. And I don't know if you know this, and I have a question for you because – you know, on Facebook feed and stuff like that, when you go there, there's a couple of Sopranos pages and stuff that they kind of shorten, like, some of the best scenes that they've had on the Sopranos. And I would say a lot of them have to do with you, A, which reminded me, because I haven't really... I watched the show when it first came on, and I never really went back and visited. It reminded me exactly what a big role you had in the Sopranos. Not that I ever would think that you didn't, but I just it reminded me that you were in almost like every scene. But all these scenes that are on these Facebook pages are being played at a rapid number, like an extraordinary number. Now, and, and especially my scene when I was with Michael Imperioli and I got into a fight in the pizzeria, that's a reoccurring thing that happens on these Facebook pages. Now, as someone that's uh, not only a SAG member, but also on the board of SAG, there's no residuals in this. Is there or no? Do we get another check from them? Residuals from HBO? No, from from being on Facebook with these all these Sopranos Facebook no, pages of playing clips. No, we don't get any money from that, huh? Yeah. They can play them all, all day long. But I will say, you, you have the There's a game out. Uh, it's, uh, I got it in the box. I'll pull it out and I'll show it to you. It's, it's a Sopranos Monopoly. And uh, HBO sent it to me, but I'm not making any money off it. They sent me a but game. Because they, 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 they own the name, Stephen. They own our names. They own our characters' names. They can do whatever but they here's, want. Here's, but, but as far as re it, it, people that don't know uh, that they might be listening, residuals as far as when you're an actor, when it's replayed, you get paid again. And as crazy okay. as that sounds, you like I get checks for 50 cents. No, I got, a check today. I got a check today for nine dollars and seventy six cents. Yeah. So now people don't understand that. So, but yeah, yeah. And then, but now they're playing, and every time it's played as an actor in the union, you get money. So yeah. they're playing it on residuals. Facebook. They're playing it on Facebook, and some of these uh, you don't get it on Facebook. Really? Okay, that's, no. my, that's, my, that's my question. Not, and they don't have control of that. They just actually, they just started to bite into all this new uh, television stuff. There's Netflix and, and Hulu. I did Wu-Tang the first season. I didn't. I don't get residuals. The second season, they, uh, Hulu wanted to contract with SAG for residuals. So a lot of this stuff is just all like new now. And because of the pandemic... A lot of stuff that's on Zoom and um, the merge between SAG and Equity, where if I wanted to put a play up and then tape it, it's it's uh, it's a lot easier, but it's a little more complicated. Are we making any more money? Who cares? So if these Facebook pages are like are like monetizing their their Facebook page and they're playing clips of you. More so than anybody, other than I think it'd be you, Gandolfini. It'd be Gandolfini and you, and then Michael Imperioli. Where the every every clip that I see that comes up at least ten times a day, as you or Jimmy yeah. or Michael in the clip. Well, it's good. You know, I'm reading this book of Tyrone Power's life, and he said when they you stop signing autographs, that means they don't want you no more. Did you? Uh, were you attend? Did you attend that uh, mob con that just happened? No, sir. You didn't. 
Okay. Because I saw it was a pretty, it was another pretty big thing. I know they were supposed to do something like that before the pandemic. And I know, yeah. you know, the rules and every day the rules change and this, that, and the other yeah. thing. No, I'm going on the road. I got my tour dates right here. We call it Conversations with Sopranos. It's me, Michael, and Steven Sharippa. So we're going back with that show again. We start October 2nd in Warren, Ohio. Then Mesa, Arizona, Atlantic City, October 30th. So we got our own thing. That's amazing. I, I, I understand. And then I, we, uh, end up, uh, we go to London and Glasgow. This is all the stuff we were supposed to do before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I unfortunately... I, when I say this, and uh, it's in a weird way, I I, I had I, I saw Steve Shripa about a week ago. Unfortunately, we had to attend a friend of ours uh, at funeral. I don't know if you remember Big Anthony. Big Anthony uh, Marino, he had passed away, fifty nine years wow. old, cancer. So uh, Shripa uh, was. And, and this is such a great story about my friend Big Anthony and Steve. You know, Shripa on set was always very in focused and in character and you know like someone like you or michael even Edie and jimmy were always approachable or talkative to everybody but shriver was very kind of like in his zone and stuff so like you know it was never something like it was a bad thing but i always like sort of kept my distance and my friend big anthony god rest his soul now um was friends with shriver and i really wasn't sure so one day we were on set filming something and steve calls me over he goes you're grillo right i go yeah, he goes, they're treating you good on this set? I go, yeah, they're very good to me. He goes, okay, because you're with me now, so if anybody on the set bothers you, you have to come to me. And I was like, where the hell is this coming from? And then it was my friend Big Anthony who told Shripper to look out for me yeah, on set. Yeah, that's the way Stephen is. I, yeah. I just finished doing a movie uh, about the life of Neil Bogart, who started Casablanca Records. And um, I got a, um, a Zoom... Uh, uh, invite from uh, Timmy Bogard, who was the producer and the writer, and he said, um, he said, uh, I got a part for you in, in my movie about my father, and we talked about it, and he gave me the part, and no sooner did I finish having the Zoom session, sure called me up, and he said, did you get the part? I said, how do you know about it? He said, well, I was supposed to do the part, with, but I don't want to fly back to New York, so I come to get you. I said, okay, That's thanks, Stephen. And yeah, that's, no, that's what we do for each other. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, you, Michael Pirioli, even Jimmy, when he was alive, he was always good to me anytime we bumped into each other. And I was just a stand-in. And by all means, it doesn't seem like much. But on the Soprano set, everybody was treated like family, no matter who. The crew, the stand-ins, the background. And there was no there was no level of who's better than who. And I... I Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that came from the top, like with from Jimmy and Edie, because they were never, they never seemed like they were any different than anybody else. Well, I think the reason why is because we all came out of the gate where it was a whole brand new project that everybody was desperate to be, to have a steady job. I mean, Edie was doing Oz, but, um, to be able to have a show like this if it took off. So when we did the pilot, we were pretty excited about doing the pilot, but uh, you can even ask Michael, we talk about, we didn't think it was going to work because it was all about the ducks and everything. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 well, you, but after the pilot, the pilot is episode one, but when yeah. we told we got picked up and we went to work, the second episode was the first episode we worked on and it was when me and Sirico went after the, the, the guys that stole the uh, uh, AJ's uh, teacher's car and it turned out to be a great showcase for me and Tony Sirico. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to tell you my little weird story. So Robert Eiler's father is an engineer yeah. and my best friend worked with Robert Eiler's father. So before The Sopranos even happened, like, you know, he used to say, oh, my, my boss's son wants to become an actor. I said, okay, so then he calls me up. He goes, oh, my, I, I, you know, Eddie's son just booked a, a part on this new thing called The Sopranos. It's going to be like Goodfellas, but it's going to be an HBO series. And I yeah. go like this, yeah, like that's going to go anywhere. Yeah, well, and, look at that, yeah. Well, well but, you know, because I was well, being skeptical. You gave yourself to Malloyd. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I didn't because the funny thing is, so now Robert Eiler, who plays Anthony Jr., you know, gets the job. 
And then, you know, years later, I become his stand-in. So it was yeah. kind of like weird, the fact that, you know, I was yeah. in three seasons his stand-in. And, you know, my friend worked with his dad. But the fact that when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, right. And then it became one of the biggest TV shows in the television history. Yeah. And so what, what's your summers like? What, what have you been doing? Me? Yeah, just been hanging on City Island? Uh, or... Running around with the band. The band has been great. Uh, we did, uh, me and Mike Band the Gangster Squad, we did the Wonder Bar sold out. Uh, we did uh, Daryl's house and Pauling. Uh, we sold out. We're going to be at the Cutting Room September 2nd. We hope to sell out. I'm putting your name on the list, so you come oh, down to the show. Absolutely. Um, uh, thank you for that. And I got the Wonder Bar again, and then I just I just booked Freehold for 2022. So oh, there's something about the band that, you know, you don't make a lot of money with the band. You don't like a lot of money doing theater, stage work. You don't yeah, make yeah. a lot of money teaching. But there's something about the satisfaction the same thing with your podcast. There's something about the satisfaction of doing these things that we like to do. Yeah. That yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. That I, makes I, sense. I, you know? Yeah, I have to do something like this. I have to be creative. You know, I did eight years on Howard Stern. This is what I know best yes. more than anything yes. I can do. As yeah. far you as like to interview people. You like to talk to people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I, I, got, I got I'm gonna tell you something, Steve. I got twenty two students on Zoom every Tuesday night. Twenty two. 22 students going in a little box to where I'm in a box now. And you saying, I go like to Steve, let me see you do a monologue. Let me see you work with so-and-so. And it's not easy. And I can't wait for us to come out of these boxes and start being together again. And I thought it was going to happen sooner than later. I mean, we were down a while with Memorial Day weekend. Everybody was out having a good time. And then the Wonder Bar and then Daryl's house and all of a sudden, boom. What was this shit's coming back? Well, well, I hope not. I don't know. Between uh, like the, the vaccines and the booster shots and whatever, you know, you can't get a straight answer out of anybody. I went to a bar on Friday, um, in right by next to Port Authority, and I had to show my. It was the first time I had to show my vaccination card to get into and, a bar. Yeah, and but I said, you know what I said? Here you go. And he let me in. I go. How do you fucking know it's me? Why are you gotta fight with people? They're only doing their job. No, 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 but I'm just saying. You know, I'll just tell you something. I hope we don't get into a political spat, you know, no, on no, your no. show tonight. About no. to, I mean, because, you know, like my best friend in life, really close, I love him, is Chucky Zito. But Chucky and I, our politics are the difference between a, lefti a leftist and a right, you know, I mean, it's just the way it is. Well, I, I also Chucky, but he thinks one way, I think another way. And the same thing with you. I know how you think. <laughs> I know how you think. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no religion, no politic rule on my show. But you got the shot. What? I got the shot. How many shots did you get? I got two Moderna shots. I was talking to Tony Dancy yesterday, and he got his third shot already. Yeah, uh, my friend Jesse Nash got his third shot. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to do what they tell you to do. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that guy. I'm making a, a point. Wait a second. Years ago, when you had to go to the bar and you maybe weren't 21 yet, you had to show proof. And maybe you weren't 21. Maybe you were 18, and you got in. How come you got in? How come you got in? Because I, I knew, I knew. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, now, big, big, big know, salad, the dog. You know, I, I was with somebody yesterday, and he's he's selling forged. Yeah, uh, cards. Well, that's my point. I'm not trying to make it like that. They're selling fake ones. Just like you had a fake ID to walk into a bar. Yeah, so. well, you know, so here's the deal. I just, they, they looked at something, a piece of paper, then didn't follow up with the sheet if my ID was correct. So if you're going to do that and you're going to be vigilant, and, and that's the new policy, at least look at my ID to see if it matches the, the the card because I could have shown him anything I could have been Harold yeah, well, Schwartz. No, uh, but uh, movies and everything now are saying uh, show your card and your proof of ID. Well, I, I have uh, since you're on the SAG board, I have I have a, I have an issue to pick with you because I was in uh, Cindy Adams' column today because on uh, June 16th I was hired today? to do, uh, today in the, the New York Post. 
I was okay. in. I was. Right. I was in. I, I just read it. I didn't see your name. Okay. Yeah, you did. Well, it was towards the end because I was. Uh, I did. I'm gonna um, get the paper right now. What's it yeah. says? What's it it says. says? Uh, I'll read it to you. Hold on a second. Read it to What's it say? Okay. Okay. Alleged growls ex uh, exit relative to Amy Schumer's new Hulu comedy series. Growler Steve Grillo, who also left being a regular on the Howard Stern Show's candy store due to monetary issues, says, I was an extra on her new movie, Life and Beth, which she's directed, directed and written. I've got, I haven't gotten paid. They were supposed to pay us within five days. We worked in June. The project is has Amy, Amy's name on it. She should know everything that's going on. Yeah, I'm so, going, I'm so going. You, you didn't get paid? No. Okay, so I why didn't you pick up the phone and call Screen Actors Guild up? It's because, I, because, because I don't have my card anymore because I let it lapse. Well, then, you just, then they're not going to pay you. Well, the, but the you thing, can't ask the union to back you up if you did a non-union job. I didn't. I didn't ask the union to back me up at all. It's a non-union job, right? No, it was a union job. There it is. That's that's the article today. So I worked on that June sixteenth. I wrote, I got paid to ride my motorcycle onto set. I played a biker. I, I got paid for my motorcycle. I got paid for a COVID test. I got Why did you put that there? She's never gonna hire you again. Don't you don't you say you know me? <laughs> Uncle Vinny said I should. Oh, do. No, 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 no. You you just threw her under the bus. Let me tell you something. I did that movie for for, for Bogart, right? I didn't get paid for two months. I didn't throw him under the bus. Well, here's the deal. When I worked on, I, did, I I was a PA on I Am Legend, okay, and they didn't pay the PAs for two months, okay. Will Smith's name was involved, and the moment he found out his name that we weren't getting paid, we got was paid it, within a was week. Was the union? Yeah. Well, that's well, 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 the, well. There's no PA union. I don't believe that Amy Schumer had you do a non-union project. What's it's a union project, a life and Beth. And for Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's going to be a union, not union. I know there was a union. It was a union job, but they hired me because I have a, a Harley yeah. Davidson. Right, and they, and they hired, hired me. To, they hired me to bring my Harley Davidson as a non-union actor. Yeah, in a union thing, right? Yeah. Guess what? Yes. They gotta yes. pay you. They don't have to pay you. Yeah, but I'm on camera. They don't start to pay you. Who are you going to get to back you up? You can't get the union to back you up. Liz Smith. You don't want to pay your dues. No, no, no. no. Well, I don't that I don't want to pay any dues. I can't afford to go buy back into it yet. So, what is it? They're not paying. I'm not just me, but there was other actors on set that day that I spoke to that did not get paid. But why you get me involved in this, man? Maybe how am I, I, how am I getting you involved? On Monday, now she's going to say, Amy, 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 was on Steve Grillo's show. And, and he threw us under the bus. Amy, no, listen. No, you I stuck up for Amy. Pod. I'm on the board. I'm about, listen, high in me, everything's fine. Steve Grillo's a scam. <laughs> I am a scam right now. <laughs> no, he I didn't get pay, paid. He won't pay his dues. So since he won't pay his dues, don't send him any money. Well, so what's up with Tony Danza getting his third shot already? Like, oh, how, how did he sneak past all that, that red tape? Well, I shouldn't have told you that because now you're throwing him under the bus, too. I'm not throwing him. I'm just curious. Tony got his third shot. Yeah. Well, like, so... Uh, uh, is there you a tell me how to do it? You want me to tell you how to do it? Tell everybody if they, everybody he said he went online and registered, and he told them the symptoms that you that you qualified for your third shot, and they gave him an appointment, and he went down to CVS on Thirty Fourth Street, and he got his third shot, and that was it. He didn't have to pull no punches, celebrity nothing. And he told me, Vinny, you want your third shot? Go online, blah blah blah. And I says, yeah. I is mean, it am, I, am I running to get my third shot, Mr. Grillo? No. Okay. Well, are you are you not worried about the vaccine? Uh, like, do you think I, it's right? I, I, I've been feeling fine. Am I running to get the third shot? No. Okay. Because nobody oh. called me up and said, Vinny, come get your shot. I don't know where to get the third shot. You know where to get the third shot? I have connections. Tony Danza said he got into CVS Pharmacy on 34th Street. So I guess you can go down there and get online and get that third shot. Right? So, uh, I, I guess so. I just got mine in June. So you got to go six months before you get the third yeah, shot? Yeah, but you got to go back to the same place you got it. I don't want to go back to where I got my first shot. <laughs> Why? I don't want to go back there. It was hot. It was hell, man. It was hell. At the beginning. Okay. I just, I had. You waited online. 
you were moving. It was like musical chairs. No, I, I got. I, I was I got lucky. I went, the first time I went from my first shot in and out. I'm not gonna say where, but it was in the Bronx. The second time I was in there for three hours, and I said I'm gonna get COVID just by being in here. Oh, so I yeah. want to go back to that. I want, I want to be able to do what Tony Danza did and go to CVS and get my shot. And if he was able to pull it off, all I got to do is when I'm finished talking to you, go online. But I don't feel like doing that today. You know why? Can I tell you why? Sure. Can I tell you why? Please. Do you, you don't mind. This is your podcast. You don't mind, do you? No, absolutely not. Okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. And I had Dr. Drew, what's his name, Pinsky on my podcast. Yes. And I said to him, do you know why I didn't get sick during the pandemic? And he said, it must be your immune system. I said, no, because I smoked the weed. And he said, you smoked the weed? What do you mean the weed? I said, I smoke pot. I smoke it every day. And because of that, I didn't get sick. He says, no, no, you can't prove that. I said, well, prove that I didn't get it sick. Because exactly. I said, prove, prove to me, Dr. Drew, that pot wasn't helping me with my immune system. Yeah, you can't. Well, first of all, they won't because it scares them the fact that that is actually a medicinal thing. Yeah, but everybody and their mother are going on and they're selling the liquids for you to take. If you have prostate cancer, any kind of cancer, but take two drops of this and you go to sleep. It's liquid marijuana. Just go smoke a joint. Let everybody alone. You know, I'm going to tell you something, Steve. I live on City Island. And what's so cool about living on City Island? And I'm not going to get nobody busted. But I can buy pot on City Island now. I don't have to go in a car and worry about getting busted. I can walk in a car and I can buy pot right on City Island. So uh, pretty soon the guy's going to have that green thing in the store. It's coming. It's all coming. It's coming. So I will tell you, I went to go. I, my stomach was on fire for a day and a half. I've been taking whatever antacid from Dwayne Reed. I've been I took a couple of tums, and I went to go see Blues Traveler down at, at Pier Sixteen, down uh, you know, in uh, by the seaport. And I'm there, and I had a couple of drinks. And my stomach was on fire. Like the pills weren't doing anything. Somebody that I know was there and said, "Would you like to take? Would you like to try some hash oil?" Vinny, I took two puffs of this hash oil. Yeah. My stomach stopped burning. Yeah, well, come on. Instantly. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to you for a half an hour about weed, but when I wake up in the morning, you know, uh, if my stomach feels a little jittery, I smoke a joint. It does not stop me from watering my yard, from going to the post office. It doesn't stop me from getting on my bike downstairs. It doesn't put me in a mood like, oh, I don't want to do nothing. I'm just going to sit yeah. here and watch television all day. I don't get like that, man. Yeah, well, there's certain trains that like, like break, jack you up. You know, it's like, yeah, no, I just, I, I, yeah, like a lot of musicians. A lot of musicians. I mean, I've been dealing with musicians forever, you know, because of my clubs and everything. And they get high. They get high before they go up and play. And I, a lot of guys, I say, how could you go up there and get high before, uh, you know, can you do that? As an actor, you cannot do that. You can't. You can't go up there and try to do Macbeth after you smoke three joints. It ain't going to happen. No. no. It ain't going to happen. I, I, I will so, tell you a story. A musician, you can smoke and go up there and sing and play your guitar and get into the groove. But an actor, no way. I will tell you a story. I, I don't know if you know this, but I was in a, an off-Broadway play. The first acting gig, real acting gig I ever got was in an off-Broadway play called Grandma Sylvia's Funeral. And it was an interactive play. I saw that. Yeah. So I was. I played two different roles in there. Did they don't get that theater on uh, 40-something? No, it was down in uh, Soho, Van Damme Street. It was on Van Damme Street, the Soho Playhouse. Grandma Sylvia's funeral is like Tony and Tina's wedding. Yeah, it was a Jewish. Equipment. Oh, okay. So I, no, I didn't see that. I was so, at Tony and Tina's wedding. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. So, but, but like, so I'm, you know, I'm doing, you know, five shows of the radio show every day. I'm doing, you know, what seven? What was it? Eight shows. You know, you did the uh, two on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I'm doing it for about a year and a half. So by the time it came to like the 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 second show on Saturday. I was so burnt that it wasn't challenging that I would go out, and I never really told too many people this. I would go out and buy like a fifth of Johnny Walker Red, pour out half a thing of uh, Coca Cola, fill that up, 
drink the whole fifth, smoke two joints, and then do the second show completely wrecked. But what got me through the second show was I had to act sober. You're not supposed to get wasted before you go do theater. Well, I, it was I was at my wit's end. It was boring. I was falling asleep. So That's it made, no it made excuse. It. You could smoke a joint, but you know I know an actor who was working with Al Pacino, uh, and Al knew he was smoking pot and fired him. Well, I, no, here's the deal. I pulled it off because no one ever knew a goddamn thing. No, well, that's different. If people know what you do, it's like, listen, you, you, you know, you know, you, you were up at Daryl's house and the band's all set up and, you know, and I go through the kitchen because I'm a club owner. Let me go through the kitchen. And all of a sudden I'm in the back near the garbage dump and I smoke a joint. Nobody's bothering me, you know? Yeah. And, I'm back, and I come back out and then I go on stage and sing. And now I'm revealing my secrets. Now, does the audience know I just smoked a joint? No, it's none of their business. The same thing with substitution. If you're an actor, you know, and you have to cry, like my scene in the bathroom when I had to cry in a bowl, you know, and I only had one take. You know, Stephen, you've got to think about something to make you want to cry. I can cry on you. You can't can cry right now. You really? Yeah, I, I just, it's just one of those things. I just like, I could just do it. Well, what if I say something to you to make you feel bad? Would you cry? <laughs> no, no, I would just be hurt. <laughs> no, well, you have to cry. I'm talking. This is an acting exercise. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I want to make you cry. I want to make you feel bad. Okay. I don't want you all of a sudden to cry out of no, nowhere. No, no, that's not acting. I don't understand why you're doing this to me. I've had enough. I've had enough of what's going on all around me. I just can't do it. See, I wanted to make you cry. <laughs> yeah. I, I made myself cry. You. I want to insult you to make you feel so bad to make you cry. I I I, I get insulted every day. I get afraid <laughs> that I'm going to insult you with your show. No, right? I, 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 okay. All right, no. okay. Listen, I got listen. thick skin. Okay, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Let's do an exercise. I saw okay. the Razor's Edge last night. With Tyrone Powell, let's do an exercise. Okay, okay. all right. Pretend, close your eyes. Pretend, pretend you're in Tibet. To pretend, pretend, pretend that you just met the guru, the Dalai Lama, and he 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 says you are spiritually significant. Now open your eyes and think about the sunshine and the brightness and you saw and cry. I can't. I can't deal with it. I just really can't. Really, it's too much for me to think about. Uh, it's so beautiful. Oh my god! Who's brilliant? Who's better than fucking Kirk Douglas and Spartacus? That was amazing, man. I told you I could cry. Whoa! Why don't you come to my Zoom classes? I'm gonna tell you something. The next one, Stephen, I'm gonna uh, invite you so you can come and peek in. Okay. My I last class I did last week, I started five thirty. We went out to like ten o'clock at night, putting scenes up and everything. We went yeah. cars. We put it together. Oh, well, hey, listen, athletes train all year round. Actors are no different. You got to stay sharp. Whether. Pandemic or no pandemic, you gotta figure yeah. out how to do it. You don't you become a professional if you don't train. Here's what I did today. My car is in front of my house. And I got it, you know, I'm in the Bronx, man. I'm in City Island, but I'm in the Bronx. And you don't want to move your car because you're gonna lose your space, man. Oh, People are yeah. around all day long looking for that space. So I walk. And I walk. And I walk today and I walk today. I walked and I came back and Frankie Bizzani, my piano player, calls me up and he said, What are you doing? I said, I just came in from walking. He didn't understand what I said. I said, just come in from walking. I got to take a shower. He said, what's the matter with you? I said, I just came in from walking. And I walked, man. And if I could do that every day. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I lost 25 pounds during the pandemic. You look fantastic, bro. I'm chubby as a motherfucker. And you still got your hair. Look at that. I, I lost you know, I the pandemic. I did. I feel better. I feel better. I'm getting old. You're getting old. We're all getting old. I'm going to be 49 you know? next month, man. How long? 49. 
Oh, yeah. Once you hit 50, man. Shit, I'm going to get up from this seat when I'm done, and I'm going to go, oh, ow, what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, That's like, you know why? You know, the worst thing in the world is being a couch potato. I mean, even if you're a, a constant, like like my friend I go see up in Connecticut, he, I go and Dr. Pot. He's a couch potato. He don't leave that house. Yeah, I said, you got to get out. You got to move around, man. Oh, you no, can't stay in your house and just watch turn of classic movies all day and smoke weed, man. You no, got to no, move no, around. No, I have to get out. I'm, I'm like, a, you know, I'm a fidgeter. You I have to move around. Constantly you fidgeting. Walk. You got to hit the bike. You got to move around. Oh, you so know what I, I said? I look at my car and I say, you know, you got a brand new car, but you haven't been using it. Well, not to walk around City Island. There's no reason for me to move that car if I got to do errands now. Yeah, I, I, I want to come up and visit you. I want to come up and visit you. You're in the city, right? Yeah, I'm in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, you are? Yeah. You know who came out of Hell's Kitchen? A lot of people. Sly Stallone did. Alicia Keys' mother. Uh, Sly Stallone lived down the block from over here. Alicia Keys' mother uh, was an actress. She was doing soaps, and she was living in Hell's Kitchen, and she raised her daughter. All the theaters are right. All the theaters and the TV shows. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So where do you live in Hell's Kitchen? Now you don't want to tell us your address. Well, it's 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 very prominent, uh, right in the middle of the, like Hell's Kitchen, somewhere around Ninth Avenue in the fifties. Yeah, well, if you tell too many people, you may get stalked and you may get whacked. Uh, no, yeah, I might get whacked. Everybody knows where I live. <laughs> so where do you live? Uh, I, I live in uh, like Ninth Avenue in the fifties. Over near the Skyline Hotel. It's down the block. That's where I stay at. Well, the skyline hasn't been nice to Hell's Kitchen this past pandemic because they stuck all the loonies in there. And oh, it's, uh, well, it's, it's been, in no, not not no, not 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 too much. I wouldn't say that. No, they, 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 I saw like a big you band. Tells that, are like that, and we're gonna we're gonna get in trouble that, talking about this. But it's yeah, true. No, 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 no that, 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 the hotels. They removed. They got saying. rid of all the mattresses. All the mattresses. I don't want to get in trouble. Every time I'm on your show, I get in trouble. <laughs> Bullshit. Every time I'm on your show, I say something about somebody, and somebody watches it, and they say, "Oh, you said this on Steve Grillo's show." I said, no, I didn't. I'm gonna sue you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I don't want to hear that from nobody. No, you're, you're not going to hear that from me ever again. No, but um, just the whole point is you got to be careful what yeah. you say on the show. What happened today in our government? Yeah, it's a total shutdown. They're denying everything that's going on right Andrew now. Andrew Cuomo said bye-bye. Yeah. Why did he say bye-bye? Because he liked to he abuse his power. That's why. No, because he was a kissy, feely, touchy guy. Yeah, because he, yeah, kissy, feely, touchy Back in the 50s, guy. back in the 50s, if he was a kissy, feely, touchy guy, would he have gotten thrown out of office? I mean, I, the president of the United States, had a mistress. No, listen, it's, it's a whole different thing now. And with the, here's the problem what, that I have, and I'm going to leave this alone because this is where it gets sketchy. Any other person, especially if they were on the Republican side, that did something like this, just say like a Louis C.K. or anybody that's in the public thing, Me Too movement would have been all over them like a bum on a sandwich. But but Andrew Cuomo had more than nine people come out and testify against him and, and, and document all the shit that happened to him. Where's the Me Too movement? Why aren't why is the mainstream liberal Hollywood all over Andrew Cuomo? Because he's the darling of New York. It's bullshit and it's hypocritical, and that's what I hate. There's no logic and reason in all that, and I like logic and reason. And there's no logic. If you're gonna do what to one person, and you're gonna take down someone's career over them doing one thing about against a girl or something they said years ago, and you're gonna take down their career and do it. It should go for everybody, and it didn't go for Andrew Cuomo. And you know that that motherfucker did it. You know you could tell by his ego that he liked to push the button. And I know for a fact I know people that know him personally. That, uh, that that have had that problem with him that that can't come out because of okay, the turn the channel because I don't want to talk about this no more. Okay, me neither. I didn't want to talk about it in the beginning. You brought because it up. Can't go down the road. I don't want to talk about. Did, now, were you are you friends with the? No, uh, are you friends with I don't want to talk about that no more. Okay, well, I didn't want to bring it up. You brought it up. No, I didn't. 
Who I bring up his, you brought up Cuomo. <laughs> I said I don't want to end up like him. Oh, well, of course not. You, you know how be. hard it is to teach girls, ladies, yeah. Yeah. now on Zoom or not on Zoom? Like, I'm yeah. having a private session with you right now, but you're taping and the whole world's going to see this. So when you're having a session with a girl on Zoom, how do you know one of your students? How do you know she's not taping it and showing to everybody? You got to be careful what you yeah. say. Hundred percent. You end up like Cuomo. That's what yeah. I said. You got okay, but and you too, Steve Grillo. I appreciate you looking out, brother. I'm not looking out for you. I'm looking out for me. Of course you are. You're really. I didn't up. come on your show to get sued. I come on your show to sell tickets for the cutting room. The cutting room, absolutely. Uh, everybody goes see Vinny Pastor and his band. When is this show going to air? If this show airs in December, it ain't going to do me no good. It's going to end on September 3rd. But that's not do me any good. <laughs> but you, you know what? You're not on the guest list now. Uh, <laughs> no, I will make sure that it's aired at, at the most watched time possible so you can get as many people as possible to come to see your show as they should i tell you something me you know when you said okay can we do a six o'clock tape and i said yeah fine if you would have said can we do a midnight tape and i might have said fine because you know i got one of my uh favorite actors in class i'll say his name because he watches your show ernest reed he's a sweetheart He's a trip, man. He likes to do scenes from like Blade Runner and, and sci-fi shit, you know. And and I let him do it, you know. Uh, and I say, when are you rehearsing? Because I want to zoom in. And he said, midnight. I said, midnight? Who rehearses at midnight? He says, I do. I says, why? He says, well, like, I, don't, I can't sleep uh, at night. I sleep in the day. I said, well, I'm getting to be like that, too. And what's happened with me is, like, I'm sleeping later in the morning. But I'm a little more awake now. It's only about six, seven o'clock now, so I'll probably be up till eleven, twelve o'clock tonight. So my body's changing, and that's okay. You know, it's okay. You got to You know, like I woke up last night and I wanted to watch this movie with Tyrone Powell. It's not twelve thirty. Called Nightmare Alley. You know, where he becomes the geek. And and I and I start and I watched it and I said, look at me, I can get up any time I want and watch a movie and go back to bed. Yeah, I I wish I had that problem. Sleep is not my friend. Well, I can't sleep straight through, so I wake up and I wind up. I woke up last night, I couldn't sleep. I started reading the book. I started reading the life of Tyrone Power. That's awesome. I haven't read a book in a while. I've been bad. Delinquent. I, I've read about. 150 pages this morning on the life of Tyrone Powell. And, and I'm going to tell you something. He had it real, real rough. And do you know why? I don't. Because he was a homosexual. Yeah. And he, he, and, he, and he couldn't come out of the closet back then. And his wives were his beards. Did you watch the uh, Netflix thing on David Geffen? That was really interesting. Why? What was the matter with him? Well, no, it just it basically it, it chronicles his life. Did like he marry Shia? Who did he marry? No, David Gavin. He married Cher. He married but he, Cher. But he was gay. But he was gay. Yeah. You know? and so, but it took. He was one of the first executives ever to come out. So when Cher married David Geffen, she knew he was gay, but she didn't care because she had that love. Yeah. No, they did. They did. Like Liz Taylor and Montgomery Cliff. Why are we talking about this shit? Oh, because you brought up gay stuff. <laughs> Yo, Vinny, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I don't want to tell. Well, I want to come up to, to hang with you one day in City Island. I want to get fried clams. Okay, let me ask you one question. Okay, I'm doing a one-on-one with one of my actors, and I'm not saying who it is. And if okay. he watches the show, um, and he said to me that in the session it was a private session not like you and i because everybody's listening he says you know Vinny, i'm gay and i said well i really didn't think about that and he said i didn't and then he told me how he came out of closet and went and i don't know if that was an acting exercise or what but i felt a little uncomfortable really i had my, I had my best friend come out to me when i was 17 as gay and i kind of knew it i thought he was going to come on to me and I sat there and I didn't Yeah, know is that what it is? Is that what it is? You feel uncomfortable because you think no, they're going to come on to you? Yeah, yeah. Well, at that moment, 
I did because we were outside of his house. He was in the car and he said, I have something to tell you. And I, I don't know how to tell it. It took him like yeah. 10 minutes. And he yeah. goes, I, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's going to tell me he's gay and he's in love with me. Yeah. And I was terrified because he was going to tell me he was in love with me. So yeah. he goes, Steve, I'm gay. Yeah. And I pause. And I go, and he goes, what? I go, you're not going to tell me you're in love with me, are you? He goes, ew, no, God forbid. Uh, like, you can get a joke out of it, but, this, but the serious of it all is in reading Tyrone Powers' life story, how hard was it for a man to be at that caliber of, of success and he could never tell the world that he was homosexual and he even got married to women as, as a cover-up and had kids because they didn't accept it. So think about how, how much we've lived that. I, I, I do, I do, and I've seen it, and I've lived it. So, um, but uh, yeah, this is perfect timing for the people so not to tune out after all this. 45 minutes is perfect. So let's, let's say everybody, September 2nd, you're gonna be at the cutting room with your band. I'm not coming out. I'm just going up there. Yeah, I'm going to be an MC. Uncle Vinny, do you have something you want to tell me tonight? No, I'm not coming out. Just a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that song by uh, Diana Ross play as I go on the show. Upstairs. Okay, there you go. I will I'm survive. Coming I'm, coming I'm coming out. out. I'm coming out. <laughs> and the Vinny goes off, and I'll go out dressed like Liberace. All right. And hello, Frisco. I wish that's my brother right. George was here. That's right. That's right. I tell you something. That's right. I mean, before we leave, I want to leave you with this thought. Okay. I love Michael Douglas. He's one of my favorite actors of all. But when he played Liberace and Matt Damon was corn pucking him up to you know what, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Michael Douglas was really that was, but, but imagine being a straight actor and having to be Liberace. That, that, that's got to no, be... No, he is straight. Michael's straight. In fact, I he's know. the reason why he got cancer because he was muck-diving Captain Zeta Jones. <laughs> that's true. If that's, if that's how I'm going to go out, I'll, I'll take it. That's how he said he got cancer. You didn't know about that? No. And he was muck-diving his wife. <laughs> well, if there's a reason to get cancer, that's it. I bet I'd rather get it that way than smoking cigarettes. <laughs> you don't shit. I if, if if I had to smoke as much cigarettes as to go down on Catherine Jada Jones, I'd have a two pack a day problem. Ah, uh, I tell you something. And the fact that she didn't get upset that he came out and said that, you know, because they get along, you know. Well, that, well that's why that's why they're married because they, they, if she you can, if you, she, he can say anything he wants. I'm Captain Zeta Jones. I got my own TV show. I don't care. Exactly. Well, Vinny, thank you so yeah, much for coming on my show. I know for a well, fact. I'm not going to say who it is, but a friend of mine was living with Raquel Welch for a while. She had him live, I'm not saying who it is, she had him live in the bungalow in a bath and would only see him one day a week. Interesting. Yeah. What, 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 was, that, was his name Cato? And then I knew uh, of a friend of mine. He was, um, he was, uh, what's her name? The girl that was a Bonnie and Clyde. What's her name? Faye Dunaway. Okay. He was Faye Dunaway's boy toy in Hollywood. She was like aging. She was like in her 50s and he was a boy toy. And that's how they are, man. They want these young dudes to run around, man. You know? In a weird way, I can kind of understand. Well, would you Would you ever do that? No. Let's say Mae West showed up right on your doorstep, right? Big, sloppy, fat Mae West. And she showed up on your doorstep and she says, Steve A., I want you to be my uh, my boy toy. Would you take the job? What does it pay? It pays good money. I, 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 and you I, get I, to go to all the parties. You get to go to Spiro's and all these hot joints, you know? You know, Mulberry Street Pizza, you'd be seen. you become famous. <laughs> you'd be a lot more famous. I, I, I'd, have, I'd, I'd have to, to, to I love talking to you. But you keep telling me about your claim to fame was Sopranos. It was 20 years ago. You got to do something now. You got to do something now. Yeah, you're right. I'll think about it. <laughs> you know? You know? So if you got to go be somebody's, like, boy toy so you can get famous, go do it. All right? I will do that. I thank okay. you. All right. I'll see you, I'll see you September 2nd. What, what, is it Twitter? Let's let everybody know where they can find you, Vinny, so they can follow you and, and keep track of all your... You can't find no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram. 
Nah, I can't find it. Though. Okay, all right. So uh, September second, the cutting room, That's and then, and then right. yeah, you, you, Mikey, and Stevie are doing some stuff in October with the. Oh, Sopranos. I got those four. October second, Warren, Ohio. October sixteenth, Mesa, Arizona. October thirtieth, Atlantic City, Detroit, Winnipeg, Waterloo, uh, Edinburgh, Glasgow. I got them all set up until July third, twenty twenty two, Dublin. You couldn't go to three awesome. You know, you know what happened? It all came back. We had this book. We did Australia. Yeah, look, we had fun. You know why? You go on, you go in, uh, and we have uh, either music or comedy first. When we go on the road, we have Joey Cola with us. You should go on the road with us, Steve. Oh, I would kill him to do that. You should I would love that. Oh, yeah, I do. First of all, what? You I, I, love, I, love, I get along with all three of you, so why wouldn't I want to? Okay, so uh, uh, I'll say it publicly uh, right here on your show. Uh, when we come near you, I will have a, a couple of tickets for you, for you to come see the show and see what we do. I, I, How I close is Staten Island? I can't thank you Okay. How long does it take to get there on a the ferry? How long are you from Staten Island? An hour. February 12th, 2022, Staten Island at the St. George Theater. I'm going to have two tickets for you. Cool. I'll bring some hot, beautiful woman. I don't care. <laughs> cool, Vinny. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate that. You're a, you're a brother, and now you're an uncle. Uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I will post this and promote everything. If you everything think we said something that's going to get us sued again, take it out. Chop, chop, chop. I, okay. I, I got your back. We're taping this so we can edit anything you want out. Just just get me get me to the church on time. I'll see you later, Stephen. I love you, Uncle Vinny. Bye. Bye.